Welcome to Conversations About Crohn's and Colitis. I'm your host, Sonia Goins. Approximately 25,000 Minnesotans are impacted by the inflammatory bowel diseases. However, many folks are in the dark when it comes to education and empowerment, but we're hoping to change that by having an open dialogue. Joining me today is University of Minnesota physician assistant, Andrea Pitzel, Crohn's patient, Jamie Ogborn, and Crohn's and Colitis Foundation Take Step Walk Manager, Marissa Ampey. Thanks for joining the conversation. And I should also tell you, I'm also a Crohn's patient. Now you guys, why do you, what's the one misconception you think people have about inflammatory bowel disease? I think a lot of folks think it's, you know, like a bathroom disease, but it's got, it's much more than that. I would say that, you know, um, patients think, or just the general public thinks that it's this outward obvious disease that patients have and many, many times patients are just suffering in silence and so it's very difficult to describe what's going on and describe, you know, why I'm missing this family event, why I'm missing this, you know, thing, this event at work or I might be missing days at work even though I might look, you know, perfectly normal and feel okay, you know, many of our patients are um, really suffering in silence because it's not, um, they feel it might not be access, accept, acceptable to um, talk about. Yeah, it is really an invisible disease, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Jamie, do you ever feel like you have to work harder to make up for like lost work? Cause that's how I feel at work. I'm like, you know, I, have to, I miss these days and everybody's looking at you wondering, you know, what's going on? I definitely do, I remember the first college, you know, telling me, like, if you can't make it to college, we can't have you here. And the second college was so easy to work with. And I'm like, nope, I got to get this. I know I have a surgery. I can plan it around college. And the surgeon's like, no, you plan it around you. But I always felt like I needed to make sure to keep up with everyone else. And it still shows in my current job. When I take a day off, I'm apologizing. And my manager's like, what's wrong with you? You took a day of PTO. And from their perspective, they don't even notice it. Yeah. Andrew, for people who might be just joining us now, can you explain what is Crohn's and colitis? Sure. So um, inflammatory bowel disease, kind of the overarching umbrella term um, uh, for ulcerative colitis and Crohn's, um, is just basically inflammation within our intestine that can be in a variety of different places um, that can be driven by a lot of different causes we don't know exactly what but and you know basically is inflammation within our within our intestine. Yeah. Marissa I know you're with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation there are many resources for patients. Yeah there's a lot of information available on our website there's support groups um, you can find information online it's all right there easily available there's a patient conference coming up in the spring so you can find more information in person um, and there's a lot of resources since there are a lot of misconceptions about Crohn's and UC. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, many of the patients are, are young people. You know, I, I read someplace that there was a patient as young as 18 months. I mean, I cannot even imagine dealing with a kid. Mm -mm. But you guys yeah. could diagnose people that young, patients. Yeah, that. definitely. I mean, um, it's definitely a, a spectrum of ages. There, there's definitely pockets of of um, of patients that will pop up uh, within you know, specific times, um, you know, kind of in the 18 to, you know, 30 range, and then there's kind of another peak later in life. Um, 
but uh, so those are the, that's what usually when you know when we're seeing patients. But um, yeah, really at any time, um, there's you know no exceptions. Yeah. Uh, lots of exceptions, I should say. Yeah, and there are a lot of symptoms: bloody diarrhea, anemia, your joints ache. It's just not good. I mean, like it's funny you'll see like commercials on TV, and it's like, oh, the bathroom disease, but it's much more to it. I'm like, mm -hmm. I know, like last summer, I was looking at the light. And all of a sudden, my, my eyes started hurting. And I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like a migraine or something because I had a headache. And I ended up going to the eye doctor. And they're like, uh, you have iuritis. But they said it was related to the Crohn's disease. And I, I didn't realize that that could happen. Yeah, definitely. Um, so there's something what we call uh, extra intestinal manifestations um, in inflammatory bowel disease. And so those are the things that pop up that are outside the intestine um, that are associated with inflammatory bowel disease and oftentimes are associated with um, an autoimmune condition. Maybe it's a part of Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, oftentimes Crohn's. Um, uh, it could be a totally separate um, autoimmune disease. Wow. Now, Jamie, you were diagnosed when you were in college. What was that like? It was scary. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what to expect. I heard that there was no cure, so that got me nervous. Um, everything was new to me. I didn't know what to do. I knew that if I was sick, I was supposed to go on a clear liquid diet, but as a college student, that meant ramen noodles because I didn't know the difference at all. So it was really the time when I had to grow up pretty quick and start following instructions, doing my own research, advocating for myself. And I did grow up pretty quickly, but at the same time, I realized that I had friends that I went to school with in high school that were going through a similar thing, and they helped me along the way of, you're gonna experience this, if doctors say this, here's what they're talking about. So that was really helpful, getting through all of it. Yeah, what would you tell somebody who was newly diagnosed with Crohn's or colitis? Be patient, be open. Um, a lot of times you feel alone, you feel like no one's going to understand, it's embarrassing talking about some of the awkward things, but my friends really embraced it. They wanted to see my scars, they were curious. They, when my belly was making all these noises, everyone would laugh. It wasn't a bad thing, it was just funny and the more I accepted it, the more they accepted it. So I think just be patient, be open with people, let people help you, which is sometimes hard and definitely build a network of patients because they've gone through it. They know what you're going through and can help you through everything. Yeah, a lot of people don't talk about like the mental part of this disease. You know, I mean, I don't know about you, but like for me too, it's really hard sometimes just to mentally, you know, like, okay, I can do this. You know, what is your go-to to help you cope with, you know, Crohn's disease? I've seen it before. I've <laughs> You know, failed in college and got back up, had no issues. My friends didn't leave me because I had a condition. Um, you know, been through very painful times and it's always, you know, been resolved. So just know that there's always a solution. You just have to find what it is. And that's really what gets me through every time. Yeah. I pray a lot and I meditate. And, you know, I, you know it's, it's almost a stigma to, like, ask for help, you know. It is a stigma, and I'm like, but I'm like, nope, I need help, so I'm gonna talk to a counselor, so that's kind of what I did. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing the whole TP thing, TPN thing by being fed by IV, and it was mentally, it messed with my head, I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, not being able to eat and seeing other people, 
you know, yeah. eat around you and just have to be mentally strong, I couldn't do it by myself. I think it's kind of important too to know that inflammatory bowel disease needs to be approached from so many different angles. It's not just, you know, throwing medication at it. It's not just, um, you know, we know there's there's no cure. But um, you know, besides that, you know, there is a mental health you know component with chronic disease. There is you know a dietary component um, that can be involved with inflammatory bowel disease. There is you know the strong medicine component and you know to really um, trust your Trust your uh, your team, your medical team, and um, know that it's okay to to you know feel depressed or feel anxious when you're experiencing these symptoms, and um, there are resources out there. Yeah, and like she said about the Crohn's Colitis Foundation, mm -hmm. um, but it's tough too to talk to your doctor sometimes. You know, I mean, you really do have to trust your doctor, which I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's like, what would you tell? What's the one thing you would tell patients when they're newly diagnosed? What would you tell them? Sure. Um, you know, some some of those appointments are my most favorite. Um, it seems weird, but when I when I have a patient that's newly diagnosed and I get, to, I get the opportunity to be the one to really talk about what the disease is, what this means, what this looks like, um, and that they are just as much a part of the, the journey and the decision making as the, as the provider is, you know, saying what's going on. And, you know, you really got to meet, meet patients where they're at and um, make sure that they're understanding um, of what's going on with their body and what the what the course might be and you know um, it, it, it really is um, about being patient and and trying and knowing that um, with time um, hopefully we'll find that cure but that it you really can get to a point where the only reason that you know that you have this disease is because you might take a medication or you knew that you had a surgery and you might have a scar but it's not that you should be you should be suffering and settling for okay well this is just my life it should be the only reason that I have this disease is because I take a pill or because I go and have my infusion every eight weeks um, and that should really be be the goal yeah um, we should also talk about medical costs because mm -hmm. that is a big one and people don't know about the so-called step therapy where they make you try like two or three different drugs and then you know you have to fail them because they're really expensive there, I mean there's so much to this disease not only are you fighting you know hey you know to try to get over this bad disease but you're also trying to to advocate for yourself mm -hmm. are there any do you know of any resources or places where people can go I know the Crohn's Clays yeah. Foundation do you guys have counselors too yeah, so you can go online and find different resources, um, counselors, there's different support groups since they have different information as well. So you can kind of find every aspect of what help you can probably get. Yeah. Okay. And several of the medications have um, different support programs or assistance, um, coupon codes or coupon cards, um, those kinds of things, which, you know, sometimes at the end of the day, um, which can be very, very frustrating on both the provider and the patient end is insurance can sometimes um, dictate uh, some of those some of those choices. So um, something that we definitely um, you know are, are currently working on uh, trying to allow you know the provider to 
to really be the advocate for the patient and know what's best rather than trying to say, you know, this is what insurance is saying the patient needs to have. I should tell folks, advocate for yourself because I'm on the phone with the insurance company 24-7 because you have to do that. So we were earlier before we started this, we were talking about what is your go-to food. So like <laughs> when you're in a flare, you can't really like eat. And so my go-to is always broth. What's your go-to? When I can't eat food, mm -hmm. it's broth. I like meat, so that's the closest you can get. And I got burnt out of jello in elementary school pretty quickly. So anything away from the jello and more towards the meat is definitely. You're not a fan of orange jello? No. <laughs> and it wasn't orange, it was lemon because you couldn't have any red food coloring when you had tests. Oh, same. No, I'm, I'm a big fan. Orange is my favorite jello, even. Even though this whole summer that was like my go-to, orange jello. Do you remember the first half marathon we did together and they had lemon Gatorade and I wouldn't drink their Gatorade. I bought some and I carried the whole bottle of Gatorade with me because I still hate lemon Gatorade because I drink so much of it. <laughs> I know. Um, so when you can eat foods, what's your favorite food to go? Okay. Dairy is definitely a must and red meat. Yeah. I could go for a steak right now, but it's going, it's going to be a minute for that. And burgers. <laughs> yeah. So are there any diets that, I know they're like, I know the Crohn's Foundation and, the, you know, the doctors are talking about this Mediterranean diet. What is that? Yeah, I think that's stemming really from, um, you know, we, we don't have a specific diet that is, that can, you know, be applied to every single inflammatory bowel disease patient because every patient is so different. Um, I think the Mediterranean diet is probably coming from uh, just a healthy diet in general. A healthy diet in general might, you know, be beneficial for someone that um, has inflammatory bowel disease and that diet has been shown to be, you know, um, in general the most, the most healthy for, you know, all systems within the body. Um, but it is, it's really, really tricky to nail down, you know, eat this, don't eat that but also during times of flare, that might look different during times of remission. So, um, you know, I, I see patients all the time that say, oh, well, I can't eat this ever because I have inflammatory bowel disease. So that might, that might not necessarily be, be true. Yeah, like for me, it's the environment. Like, we live in Minnesota, but like, if it gets like really, really hot real quick or really cold real quick, I can get a flare. I don't know why that is. I know that they're looking at environmental factors, but they don't really know what causes right. IBD. Right. Definitely yeah. a combination of several, several different things. Um, you know, whether it's a genetic component, um, which certainly could be certainly could be the case in in some patients, or um, you know, a combination of environmental factors, um, or you know, even just a combination of a variety of different diseases that really make up inflammatory bowel disease, uh, we might hopefully find out in the future. Well, like we, we talked about earlier, there's a lot of support. Before we wrap up, we should tell folks about a couple of events that are coming up. Yeah, so we have Spin 4 coming up to end out the year. That'll be on December 1st. It'll be at Cycle Bar in Uptown, so that's a party on a bike. Um, you take a spin class, you fundraise for cures, it's a good time. Um, if you're big into running, we have Team Challenge. There's Grandma's Marathon in June. Um, Take Steps, my program. We have a spring event in the Twin Cities. That'll be a really fun event. Great family-friendly time. Um, and then we have two fall events in Rochester and St. Cloud for those communities as well. Um, we have camp 
Um, registration for that opens up mid-January, and the camp will be in mid-July. Tell so folks fun. about the camp, because that's awesome. Yeah. And Jamie, you've, you've actually been a counselor. Yes, it's a, it's a great time. Yeah, it's really a good community for these kids where they get to be a kid. Um, and their disease is not a factor. There's, I mean, there's a rock climbing wall, zip line. They're having the time of their lives, and it's so cute and so much fun. Um, and any pediatric patients, I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, and my favorite is team challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if you guys really want to, you know, run a half marathon or not, I think there, you can do like five Ks or whatever. Yep. But the whole um, point of it is to raise money for research, and we really need money for research, right? Yeah, there's, I mean, as we've talked about today, we don't really know environmental factors. We don't know a lot about this disease, so we need research to kind of figure it out and hopefully one day have a cure. Okay. And you can walk the whole half marathon on most of these, too. I don't know about grandma's, but I know the Vegas one, I came in because I could walk the whole way if I wanted. So yeah. I don't feel like it's too much work. Yeah, because sometimes you have to walk and there's no shame. Cross that finish line. Yep. Yeah. Well, you guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Before we wrap up, if people want more information about Crohn's or colitis, they can go to the Crohn's Colitis Foundation.org to find out more information. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>